y'all, it's season three of the Be Your Own Kind podcast, and we thank you, humbly thank you, for tuning in. Be Your Own Kind's mantra is there is never an inopportune time to be yourself. In other words, be you without apologies. In this season, I will be presenting nuggets and interviewing individuals that are creating their lane and rocking it. Be sure to check out the featured businesses in the description box and follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and pretty much every platform. Okay, now let's take flight. Well, hello, Tanya. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing, sis? How's it been, the day been treating you? I hope kindly. Treating <laughs> me very kind because I'm off the clock and I am now sticking with you. <laughs> Hey, that's that's good. That's <laughs> real good. I real? definitely understand that clock, so I get you. <laughs> yes, yes. How was your day, uh, Ben? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, I I have like pain management therapy, so it's pretty intense. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So it's kind of like I was like I scheduled. Okay, okay, don't go to sleep. Because normally after I would go to sleep, I was like, don't go to sleep. You got a podcast interview to do today, girl. Stay awake, stay awake. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty loud, so I would hopefully yeah. I keep you up. <laughs> so um, just a little bit about yourself. You're a coach, you're an author. Um, just, just I read your, um, I looked at your website and I love your model where it says, we do life and leadership unapolog- unapologetically on purpose. I uh-huh. love that. That's all what BYOK is about. And I just wanted to know, what was your definition of living like an unapologetic life? You know, everybody say, oh, it's your truth. It's your truth. But to me, it's your purpose. Like, that's how you're living unapologetically. It's your purpose. It's your reason for being. It's why you're here. It's, you know, it's it's what makes you you and nobody would understand if it wasn't like if it was taken away nobody would understand why because everything about it is what you are and what you're about and it's like are you referring like to a position a job title a role no 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 not at all I'm referring to your purpose it's that big a deal in your life where you really get a true understanding of it so that's 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 what it looks like to be unapologetic, living in that purpose. Not 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 necessarily that true, but the purpose. <laughs> I love that, especially the part the part when you said no, you're not that position title you hold, right? Because a lot of people hide their identity behind that. So if they are if they're not that lawyer or that um, project manager or whatever, they don't know who they are behind Correct. that title. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and and they be gone. Like, can't they can't function? They can't figure out why that position was taken away. Not realizing that position may have been taken away for you to see the opportunity that was already in you. But because right. you, you know, you leaned on that more than trusting in the purpose in you, and even the one that put it in there, you know. It's it's a it's a um it's a it's a hard thing to to do that and to have that type of life when all you think is that you're here because a job hired you hmm. and then once that job is gone then who are you you know once those kids are basically in elementary school they think they grown they teenagers at five so I mean. <laughs> Right. You know, like what who are you besides that? You can't put limit your life to those type roles, positions, titles, because you change, you evolve, not just a man, not just a woman. We all evolve. That's right. what that's what makes us unique. So we have to be able to see the purpose in the things that go on in life and find the way and find that way to keep going forward. Right, because the purpose is basically the foundation. Everything else kind of branches from that, correct? Oh, my gosh, yes. I used to actually give an example of a tree, and it was very detailed. Yes, 
when you said that, you like almost gave me like, ooh. I was like, okay, calm down, girl. Calm down. She got five questions. She got five questions. <laughs> so I'm being I'm being good. I'm but that's good. that's what I mean. It's it's your interview. We can take your time. But uh, I um I, I was thinking of a tree as you were as you were speaking on that because a lot of people say, hey, you're B Y B Y B Y okay. And it's like, no, no, I'm Renita. <laughs> BYOK is an extension of me, you know, but it's not me. There are other facets of me. And um, not to go on a tangent about Zodiac Sands, I do love them for what they are, but I feel like sometimes we put so much on people's Zodiac sign that we fail to know them also as an individual. So yeah, that's what that made me think of too. <laughs> Yeah, their character. They look, oh, you, oh, you a Virgo. Oh, I don't fool with Virgos. Like, what? Like, you just, you just crossed off a whole million, three million billion people because they Virgos. Like, how you know this Virgo ain't supposed to be your homie, your bestie? You know, like for real. So yeah, absolutely. I think you know, um, there's. There's always truth in something because everybody um, always like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, you know, especially, you know, in, in the Christian world, because, you know, that's where I flow in. And their automatic is to assume that that's bad or that's this or that. But if you just honestly kind of just look at the concept of what it is, that's that's when you look at you enneagrams when uh your leadership traits like some of it is kind of very similar in the same basis so right. don't always just assume something is crossed off the list like virgos you know just kind of you know like you said don't live your life on it like oh today they said i can't use the number five <laughs> you know like doesn't that but you know, it's okay to just okay. Let me see what it did say about you know Aquarius. Oh, okay, that's interesting, and keep it moving. But like, don't be every week, every day. You got to be on there like you hitting bingo. Like, nah, you doing too much. You doing way too much. Like, no. So yes, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Right, and I'm a Gemini, so that's why I always say that because I'm like kryptonite to everyone. Like, no! <laughs> I always say, wait a minute. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Get to know me for me. Don't cross me off your list. Right. So in, in the kind, years... Be kind, be kind. Right, be kind to <laughs> Geminis. We be love too. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> But in the year of 2005, you, um, you made the decision to become a coach. So what kind of drove you to that decision? Um, you know, it was kind of realizing that I, like you, it's, you said it, but I'm just going to piggyback on what you said. And this is kind of how I explain purpose to people. You said, um, it's just an extension of me. Be your own kind is just an extension of me. It's not necessarily all, uh, you know, who I am. And so what I tell people when it comes to purpose, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, that, well, first of all, purpose, I tell people purpose um, is expressed in this world. You know, like you said, through the tree, through limbs, through leaves, you know, it, it's always blossoming, right? Because the tree is the foundation. And so when you think about that, then you have to realize, well, if I'm, you know, if I'm, a, if I have leaves, but I also have limbs, well, why do I have limbs? I, well, maybe it is that I have limbs because I have this foundation my purpose and my passion, but then I have this thing called vision where I'm able to express that thing. I'm able to fully stretch out my limbs. And so that then takes you to, when you look at your vision, that's when you see yourself and you see all of who you are. And so for me, it wasn't that I was just the author because I was publishing a book at the time too. But I was like, like 
the crazy thing had hit me was I was writing my biography. <laughs> you know, they go on the book. And they uh-huh. was like, well, I was like, well, I don't like, you know, that's not who I and so they was, so I think they ended up giving me some questions or something. And so as I started writing it, I was like, I sure got a, you know, echoes of things that I've been doing. And you know, it makes sense. But why why haven't called it like it was, you know? And so I, I saw how I always was mentoring or, you know, even even at that time coaching, but I I didn't I didn't necessarily think of myself that way. And so as I began to look at everything that I was writing about myself, I was like, you know what? Let me let me let me get some more education on it. Let me get some more training on it because I'm pretty sure I'm a life coach. I don't want to I don't want to niche it down to purpose and I'm just a purpose life coach because it's purpose and leadership. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, okay, yeah, let's let's go. On. Not this, just oh, name yourself that, but it was like seeing myself in a mirror and seeing that I had been coaching all along. And it was from there, I went not just to see myself, you know, operating in my purpose as a coach, but as an author, as a speaker, and as a strategist. And so that's how all of who I am is able to show up in my purpose because it's all of the it's all of the things that I do. It's my limb, and it's just me stretching out. I love that. I love that. So it was like, hey, I was already doing this. I'm just, you just put a definition on it, like, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, de- I defined what had already been there. Yeah. I named it. Right. Right. I love that. And I love the fact that even with that title, that wasn't it. Like, I'm not going to box myself here with coaching. This is just in addition to what I'm already doing, you know. Um, so um, so from 2005, like, I know that, that you are coaching. What is your main focus when you are coaching your clients? Um, the majority I do work with um come to me because they're literally just trying to figure out what is purpose, what is their purpose, when did when did it when was I supposed to know what my purpose was? Like it'd be all them type of questions plus a hundred more. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we work through that process of, you know, helping them to fi- to figure that out. And not figure it out as in make it up, but figure it out as in un, un- unearth it for themselves you know uncover that hidden truth that hidden truth that's been inside of them all along and so that's a lot of times excuse me what I work with the clients on but of course I also work you know with them around leadership because you know sometimes you you're trying to figure out you know why you may not have gotten that position or you know how do you go for um, you know, a position in the organization you're a part of. And that may be what you come to me for, but I begin to work with you on the leader in you and, and, and you know, even trying to help you to figure out what type of leader you are and go through situational, you know, examples so that you'll be prepared. But a lot of it is around leadership, what you know, leaders and the different types that there are, and then just how you can be your best self when you go forward with working with people that you're responsible for. You know, you're like, hey, I'm responsible for them. I mean, if y'all, you finna be the captain of the basketball team, yeah, you're responsible. You might not have to hit the goal, but you at least need to encourage the person to realize that they have it in them to be able to 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 at least attempt the shot, you know? Right. So, you know, work with them in those things. Cause a lot of times people just, oh, they the boss, they in charge. That's not, that's the easy way out. 
Right. Honestly, that that's the easy way out to saying they're in charge, and so they just, you know, they make things, you know, sit and and and, and order and that's that that. But it's like lead, real true leadership is way more than that. It's relational, and I, you know, when more people get that, we wouldn't have the type of situations that happen in jobs and corporate America and nonprofits and churches, you know, that go on. We wouldn't have those things if people really just understood what real leadership was. I, I agree with that. And I read, I think it was on LinkedIn, they said, I don't know the percentage, but it was a high percentage, but majority of the people leave their jobs due to poor, man due to poor management. Absolutely. It has nothing yeah. to do with I pay. I statistic on there. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought it was yeah. pay, but it is not. It's how they treat it. It's how they're made, you know, how they're made, how they're made so, feel, felt. You know? People will stay not where they're tolerated, but where they're welcome and where they're treated kindly. And right. they'll do that even though they're not making the most that they want to make, but because they because of the situation that they have there, it's just so warm, inviting, friendly, copacetic, whatever you want to call it, it's great for them and where they are. And so they stay. They could they know they could be making more money, but it's the work that they do and the people that they do work with, aka life, because you really with them more than you are a lot of times with your own friends and family. Right. At least when it comes to the weekend, you know? And so you you don't want to do life with no boss that is it's just a boss. And it's just horrible at it. Like, no. Leadership should right. be something that's taught both I feel early on in education, like as in primary, middle, high, maybe even have leadership courses when it comes to high school, but definitely a different way of how it's being taught in them four places, corporate America, nonprofits, churches. <laughs> it needs to be taught a different way because it's not working. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And I worked for a law firm for like 11 years and, um, it, it, it was pretty um pretty rough you know the, the morale you know i think the me and the co-workers bonded because we're, we're going through this kind of toxic <laughs> environment together so i met a lot of great friends but it was also um it was depressing at times and it, it kind of shades all our happiness away in a sense just for the simple fact that people just didn't know how to leave they just knew how to dictate yell and just say whatever they want to say because because they could no mm -hmm. one was stopping, you know, mm -hmm. stopping them. Their management was not, you know, training them. It's just like, hey, you know, you do it because I say I'm not going to train you, but you need to figure it out. And now at my current job, the first day I was there, my boss had all of us take a personality test because she just wanted to know what type of pers personality type I was. Mm -hmm. And then she asked me a question that was, ah, she said, do you have any quirks? You know, because just so we can get to know each other, because we don't want to just unintentionally like piss you off. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I was like, well, I don't like it when people don't say good morning. And so she's like, well, I'm not a morning person, but just for you, I will say good morning. But after that good morning, give me an hour before you have questions. And I yeah, love yeah, I'm that with her. though. With her. I don't know if I keep trying to it. But the fact that she even asked meant she cared to know and find and find something else about you so that there wouldn't be misconceptions right and because listen a misconception can ruin your whole career yeah you know all based upon the misconception that get spread all over the organization and it's not even true or it's a misunderstanding like yeah. you know a lot of times you know um for me i don't i never would hear people Cause you see how my hair is and so normally you see both my ears covered right uh -huh. and so my headphones would be in, in my ears but my hair would cover it so you wouldn't feel you wouldn't know 
And so you just sitting up here walking around, excuse me, mad because you think I ain't, sp- I, I was ignoring you when you came by my desk. And I'm like, did you get my attention? Did you like tap my shoulder? Did you do any of that? Well, no. So what makes you think I heard you? Because <laughs> it's a whole bunch going on around my cubicle. <laughs> That I gotta put, I gotta, I gotta zone out if I'm gonna get my work done, you know. And that's for me a quirk. Like I have if, when it when it's like a lot of data or a lot of information or a lot of analysis. I or or even just writing reports. I gotta, I have to zone out to be able to fully understand what it is I'm looking at, reading, interpreting, analyzing, and then come up with analysis, right? And it would be too loud, girl. It would be just straight up too loud. Like they didn't have to do no type of work. And I was gonna be like, do y'all, what, what, what y'all do? Cause I don't want to, I'm trying to do what y'all do, you know? And so I, they would be right up in there and then you, you all bad. And then if you really wanted my attention, my neighbor would have got my attention for you. Like, if you really couldn't get my, like. Right. So, I understand. And that's, that's like I said, that's a big thing that even just showed the leader in her. Because some people, I'll be honest, some people might be offended, like, what's she making me take this test for? But if you think about it, let let her get to know you, even if you're an introvert, if you're a quiet person. So she won't be upset and offended if you don't, you know, always talk throughout the entire meeting. But when you do have something to say, you speak up very loudly and clearly. You know, mm-hmm. like tell us something like that about yourself so there, there won't be confusion. There won't be any misunderstandings. And that's where leadership training that's where the leadership you know development <laughs> okay that's where leadership strategy call me okay that's where it really really makes the gets to where the rubber meets the road because you we we can't we can't be in that we be doing it like that anymore we've been through a pandemic we've been through a recession We've been through too much to keep doing it the wrong the wrong way. Right. And so wonder why that record breaking people are leaving their jobs or they just not going back, period. You don't know why? You don't know why that that manager done went off on every waitress and, and busboy up in this restaurant and you confused why didn't nobody come back to get their two dollars and forty five cents. Like, come on! Right. Like, did you actually do? Did you actually listen to them when one of them finally did get the strength enough to come say something? Did you listen? Did right. you really, with your heart, try to understand as a leader what you could do to make the situation better? And you know, that's that is that is that's my prayer. That's my that's my, that's part of my purpose. That's part of my assignment. Um, because leadership is just so big and people minimize it, but it is a big piece of life. And not to mention when you become, can become the leader of your own self, when you can be in a position and still have an entrepreneurial mindset and still have a leadership leader mindset in that position, even though you, you you just analyst number three, okay? Like you can still flow like that, knock it out the park, have an entrepreneur and, and own, own, own your own success. And that's when you begin to own your own success is when you take everyone else's hands off of it and, and they can't any longer control you or manipulate you or even criticize you into into um, confinement to to their bubble or to their box. Right. And in a way, that's outside of work too, you know, because you have, you know, pe- people in your circle that kind of 
put you want to put you in a box or kind of want to control oh. you know control some of your moves and so and, and as you're speaking of as you were talking about leadership i was thinking of how everyone has the capability of being a leader right yeah, there's Absolutely. someone always watching you and you never know who looks up to you you never know if you are leading someone into like glory or disdain by your yeah. words by your actions you know yeah. so we all are like low-key leaders in a sense and it doesn't well, always have to be a position a lot of low-key we are everybody mm-hmm. is a leader is just figuring out you know, are you just the leader of yourself right now? Mm-hmm. You know, and but somebody may be looking, and so therefore you're 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 leading yourself with integrity and with you know, uh, can't think of the right word, but you know, how are you leading, even if it's yourself? Right. And then, you know, because if you think about it, you may be leading not just yourself, but you may be leading your household. You may be one of the co-leaders in the in the household. Your mama, he daddy, and y'all got to lead these kids, these dogs, these fish, these hamsters, all of them. You got to figure that out. At the same time, being the leader for yourself. Right. And so that's why I said, remember, your purpose is not assigned to a title or a role. Your purpose is just what's in you. And so as a leader, as a leader um, in a family and you and the other person is also a co-leader in it with you, they, you guys may be male and female, but you may not do what others feel the role of a male may do or the role of a female may do. Right. Because you're not defined by titles and roles, you're defined by purpose. And so if how you are able to express yourself, child is good with money and and and, and you an accountant at your job, why I'm trying to claim the CFO when we got a CFO right here. It don't matter if he the CFO and you the CEO. Like it don't matter. Y'all co-leading. Right. It is there's no levels in this when we work in when we when we working together, especially in those areas, there's no levels. There's no I'm this and you're that. You know, it's what what is in you that's gonna bring and I'm just gonna have to use it, glory to our family. What 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 is it gonna do? What is it that's gonna be able to happen because of that? You're right. And and I and I feel like if we're speaking of control, I think sometimes roles and titles can control a person in a sense. Because like you said, if if the if the woman is better with money, but the man doesn't want to, because that's what his, the traditional role for the man to handle the money. And But if the woman is better at it, he's like, well, I'm the husband. So the husband is supposed to do this. And they're drowning financially when she's over here like, you know, I can help. But he's stuck in that role. He's stuck in that title. Mm-hmm. No, and that's where I began to go into um, mindset. Right. Around that. Right. So you, you can keep going. I'm sorry, interrupt. No, no, no. You, 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 you. Pretty much. You're, you're right. You just you summed it up for me. I'm long with it. But yeah. So I always think about. I am very long with it. But I always think about how much better things can go within the dynamic if you would just let people play to their strengths. But if I'm afraid you're going to be better than me, or you're going to take away my role and my title and make me look away. But really, a good leader knows how to follow, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's I I believe um, in the concept of servant leadership. And that means that, you know, to be a leader, you follow first. And so meaning you don't always have to be the one that's the head of the project just because you are the manager and and that's your role as that's what you do Uh doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be the pm on each project like if this person came from working that business and they understand that line of business better and they have relationships, what you look like trying to go talk to them people when you they looking at you like, 
first of all, we mad that you didn't use our homegirl. You know, like, right. Like, get out of your own way. Like, that's that's a, a big thing when it comes to leadership. Like, and like you said, the 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 mindset to where if you are this by by title and by role, then that means that you're able to control and manipulate and even um like I said, confine, box in, bubble people to this and that so that you're the puppet maker. Ain't nobody no puppet maker up in this mind. Like, no, we have to stop that because it's not healthy. Right. It's, it's not a healthy environment, you know, to where you, you're the only person that gets the credit and you ain't come up with nothing every time, every time. You you the one in the meeting. Yeah, that was me, boss. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yep, yep. VP, you know, I always got your back. Ah, uh, shh. That, that was me. I'm sorry. You know, you know how I am. And your whole team right texting each other under the table like, this, there he go again. Just Come on, y'all. Come on. We can't keep Like I said, integrity. Just because you have the title does not mean that you need to operate in that way. That's why it's a really, like I said, a big thing when you have that initial training and you work from there to, to develop your leaders. Because the other thing that is not even their fault as much it's like, I'm just gonna have to give y'all a, 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 a example from the Bible, okay? So there was a, um, one of Saul's children called, or oh, was it Jonathan? Jonathan, one of Jonathan's children called Mephibosheth. And when uh, David won the war, all the Jonathan folk had to go run away because they thought David was gonna come kill him. So, as they was running away, Mephibosheth nanny gonna drop him. She done had a wreck and he paralyzed now. She she cool, she done walked away without a scratch, but he paralyzed now, right? right. And so you looking at her, if that is her fault. No, who, who, who she got, she got dropped. She got dropped. Right. She nobody came to help her. Nobody kept developing her in her career. The higher she went, because you don't manage people that are entry levels the same way you do mid level. You don't manage them the same way. But right. if you have to continue to to be, gain leadership and managerial skills throughout your career and develop them. You 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 gonna you gonna be in some trouble because they're gonna be looking at you trying to figure out why you trying to clock them and like they got a clock into a clock and they salary they looking at you like am I clocking in them that whole nine hours I did on the weekend like let me tell me you know let me know and so. All of that could be avoided that, like you said, those, that, the, all of that misconception, that just mess could all be avoided if that leader was not dropped. If, if that leader was, was given training and, 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 and education. And I'm not talking about just what y'all HR department just created on a whim. Okay. I'm sorry. Be mad at me. This is what I do. Because I'm HR. Y'all <laughs> I know how y'all are. So don't do that. You said you are HR. Hey, I'm sorry. I just got to listen. They, you, you didn't. Okay, let me, let me stop. But seriously, you know, we, you have to cover them. You know, you have to make sure they know what they're supposed to do from the, from the office, I mean, from from the uh, cubicle to the boardroom, they have to know and and, uh, and know how to flow and function. You're right. You're right. And I feel like HR 
only kind of govern what comes from higher ups. So it's not really. He said it. I ain't seen it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying in some situations, like in some jobs, it's biased to management and in, in the route that they want to go. And if it doesn't go that way, then somehow it's your fault or something you need to develop or something you need to work on. And that's what happened in some of my past jobs. Like even when we would complain about the toxic management, it's like, well, well, she said this, but does that make that okay though? Like, <laughs> so it just negates everything I said because of how, how my supervisor feels, but my supervisor's not even right, you know, in her mm -hmm. assessment and she lying at the time. So, I mean, you know, but, but HR has to be on the, has to side with management because that was the culture. So they kind of have and to go with the culture. And that's where not, you see you taking me faster than where I'm with. I ain't know you going here. But that's where not just the mindset of the individuals have to change, but the culture has to shift on a paradigm for the organization as a whole. And, the, and that's where when the culture is changed from the head up and it actually flows all the way down, it ain't just said in the boardroom. And then when the they the, the the EVPs leave the boardroom, they didn't like what was said. So then they change it to the VPs, and then the VPs change it to all the front to all the frontline managers and our frontline managers. And you just be like, then the then then when you had that all hands meeting, you know that big big meeting, and he and he up there talking about what he accomplished this year and all of this around. Changing the culture and the you're looking like you might have should have took a survey, okay? Because uh, you ain't did none of that, you know. But it's because it has to change and it has to really be con concentrated and consecrated to not just hit here but go all the way down. Because when it doesn't, it's an epic fail. It doesn't matter if you don't go all the way down to the roots of your organization and, and then change the change the governance of the HR and legal and those type departments, mm -hmm. then it's all for not. Like all, all of it has to change. The right. mindset of the people and, and, and the organizations. You you wonder why companies like Google and uh oh I can't even think of the company, but they just have all just this cool work environment, super chill. You know, some people, some companies, they don't even have a clock. They just say, work your work within your time. That's it. And get mm -hmm. it done. We don't care how you do it. We don't care if you, if you don't work Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. If you work Thursday, Friday, and get the project done and deliver it on time. We mad for what? We paid right. you to get the deliverable done. Right. We didn't, it's not about the 40 hours. And that's a concept that if that changes, man, it, it will it will literally shift so much. Get get off the clock and get to get to get to really helping people to meet the deliverables so that once you can meet the deliverables, then you can execute on the vision for the organization and the mission. But you can't ever hit that because you sent up her tripping that they, they, they came five minutes back from their lunch. Right. But, but, but yesterday they helped like say $75,000 on this thing that they found. Right. It's the nick picking for me. It's always the nick picking for me. You know, like we have to get off of that. It's not right. it's about the deliverables. It's about the mission and the vision. Period. Right, right. And and you're saying maybe not focus on the clock, but shoot, the company's trying to get people back in the office. They don't even want to relinquish that that in the office type environment. Like, and they're trying to really push everybody back. It's like the work was was still flowing when everybody was at home. 
Mm-hmm. Why are we well, pushing that's people back? That's what that's what that's what messed up all of them. That was against work from home uh-huh. and all of that because they was like we we can't keep lying that saying they they jobs is critical and bad day for them to be at the office. You've been lying this whole time because they've been trying to figure out why the team over here get to work from home every day. This one working home three days a week, and we can't work from home for none, but we all in the same uh, VP. What's the problem? You know? Right. And here you go, HR. It's up to manager discretion. No, it should be up to the effectiveness to complete the deliverables so that they will then be able to help the organization to fulfill its vision, mission, and goals. Period. Well, I need you to go coach all of these corporate <laughs> Just let me know, reach out for a consultation and we can book, we can work out a time and we can see what package um, works best for you. We are we are taking new clients as um, leadership training, organizational development, leadership strategy, the whole nine. Just reach out to us tanyjmemo.com under coaching and you'll see that information. Thank you very much. That yes. was my <laughs> <laughs> That's another extension because a lot of a lot of companies need that. So you wanted to talk about your book and I've had you talk about everything but it's <laughs> No, that's what I said. I mean, I'm not just an author. So <laughs> if, if we talking about leadership then that's when I get to talk. I have my strategist hat on and I just get to just go. And then, you know, then we, you know, we making, we making, we making sauce, you know what I'm saying? So I'm good. But um, I do have a fourth project coming out called The Me Project. And it's just reminding you that it all starts with you. And that thing that starts with you is, called motivated effort that's what it takes for you to move that's what it takes for you to go after purpose that's what it takes for you to live on purpose and so kind of these past few years everybody got comfortable not doing stuff they just you know either they was going after it or they was chillaxing real real hard i know that's old school but i mean they was on chills just like man and and you could you could have been in in school. You had a lot of time to yourself. You was locked in the house. You know what I'm saying? Like you time that you want to finish that degree. You know, and so it's okay. It's okay. I'm not coming after you per se. I'm just you know putting that putting a book in your face. You know that that friend that love you may just go on and get you that me project and sit it on in your lap. You know, hey, hey. Got to remind you what's in you so that you can get it out. So that is what the Me Project is about. It's coming late spring. Hope you guys enjoy it. You buy it. Oh, the whole nine. Leave us a review. Um, we're actually um, going to have a pre-launch team that will, um, you know, share the book with them and, okay. you know, maybe do a couple of things with them to get their support um, and help, you know, as we launch the book. So... Cool, cool. Great things to come on purpose. Nice. And um, where can people purchase the book when it's released? Yeah, so it will be on my website, shop.tanyajmiller.com. You can search under books or it'll be featured. Um, and that's T-A-N-Y-A-J-M-I-L-L-E-R.com. Um, and you'll also be able to get the books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, multiple different outlets, you know, and if it's not at your bookstore, you know, reach out to them to um, ask them about getting it. And then they can they can just go into their system to try to get, order the book um, or reach out directly to me. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Very excited about that project. Yes, that's very exciting. Four. You've written four books. Wow. No. Oh, you haven't written four books? I've written eight. Oh, you just said four. 
<laughs> I said my fourth project. You did project. That project. You did. You did. Words mean things. <laughs> I always um I started out um with my first project, Mind Matters. And after I started, I finished writing about getting getting out of your head and jumping back into life. Then I realized at that point, what do they do now? Like, okay, they read it, but what, what, like, where did they go? What's next? What do they do? And it's like, yeah, you may be able to reach out to me because you can afford coaching, but that may not be where you're at. That may not be the next step. So you can get the journal that I tell folks, I'm really coaching you at a, a low, low, low price, okay? <laughs> a low, 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 you know, from the commercial. And it's coaching. It's just, you know, at your own pace, you know? And so that is kind of what, where I started with the first project. And it just made so much sense because I felt like now it's complete. So um, each book has something that accompanies, accompanies it. It may be a journal, it may be a prayer journal, it may be a guide, um, you know, so something accompanies it to get them to do the work because that's the ultimate goal is to do the work so that you can become a better you on purpose. I like that. So you don't say, hey, do this and just leave people hanging. You're like, hey, okay, once you got here, now this is the next step and this is the next step. So I like that. That's dope. I like that concept. So here at BYLK, we have a signature question, and it is, if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Okay. So I'm going to give you the word, I'm going to give you the why, and I'm going to do a, my, my last promo in it. <laughs> so mixtape. And the reason why I would say mixtape is because I'm a complete project. Meaning, I'm a sorry, I'm a finished and complete project and work of art. But it's the things that you will find in that art and that you will uncover that you will even see more layers of who I am and the artistry that I bring to the table. So that's another way I also kind of look at what I do. Like it's an art. Like not everybody loves it. Not everybody gets excited, but. For me, I get excited about a mixtape because I have something called Talk With Tanya volume, mixtape volume one on all audio platforms. So it's over dope beat. I'm not rapping, but I'm doing, I'm doing some motivation. So y'all check it out. Streaming it is free. So help us out with her numbers. <laughs> Are you on Spotify, Apple? Yep, yep. Talking with Tanya, mixtape volume one. And not just me, y'all. Do the same for my sis. Make sure you guys are not just, as I told somebody the other day, not just dating her podcast, okay? We don't need no daters. We need you to go on and subscribe. We need you to be hitting that like. We need you to get them, listen to the whole episode, okay? Because there might be questions or a pop quiz down the road, okay? So give her the support that you want somebody else to do when and when when and if you're already doing your thing so let her help her and as she said one expression of who she is be your own kind and show kindness give her reviews y'all give her love y'all know y'all be needing this kindness on a regular don't be playing Thank you. I love that plug. I think I'm gonna snip, snip that. <laughs> I'm good with it. Go on, see it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, anything else before we wrap up? This was a great conversation. No, you know, I just, you know, believe you with this is that, you know, don't be afraid to express all of um who you are. You know, and don't forget the pieces of who you are either, because if especially if you got education tied to you becoming, I mean, and working in HR, that means you have some some for real knowledge, skills and abilities. So don't 
don't just box yourself into being your own kind. Allow yourself to be able to see all of who you are. How can that show up on the table? Because everybody needs a piece of that. You know, I don't know y'all HR rules because you know these companies be coming up with rules by side, uh, second, jo- uh, com- second jobs, uh, creating companies, side hustles, they be tripping sometimes. So if you ain't got no rules, then you ain't broke none. Consider, you know, HR consulting and, you know, or even HR, um, not not like huge manuals and, and handbooks, but a creative millennial way to present a HR type manual and, and handbook, but with a creative spin, you know? So mm-hmm. that's all I would just say is just bring all of who you are to the table because it's worth getting to know. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. You got a book, her, you guys. <laughs> and make sure that that if you do need some help with, you know, just getting the purpose out, because it's there, you just may not know how to, you just may not know where it is or define it yet. Please, please, please reach out to Sandra. Please, please. You know, and also grab her book if you want to go, what do you say, the cheap route for coaching? <laughs> And follow me on Talk Oh, yeah. Talk. Where can we follow you? That's the last question. I forgot. <laughs> me too. Tanya on all social media. T-A-N-Y-A. I would love to be able to help you to figure out how to put the puzzle pieces of life together so you can do like writing well. That's my aim. That's my purpose. That's my goal. Thank you so much. Thank you so much again for being on our show. You have just blessed us with your knowledge and your wisdom. And I hope you guys have gotten something out of this because I know that I did, if anything, but a new career opportunity. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for that. And don't forget, everyone, to be kind to yourself and to be kind to each other and live unapologetically. Until next time. (laughs) Bye.